0: Girl. yes do it pop them ass cheeks i
1: love porn i was invited i was invited absolutely bitch i like that i like that <laughs> not a fan
0: i'd rather go eat
1: okay i don't need it i would no. like it though never ever you might get a little pop in uh sound like a little ding dong and then Talking if they want to, or jumping whatever they want to, But all right, I am officially recording. If anybody seems too, or if I seem too loud because I can't hear myself, let me know. But uh, I think everybody's okay. Anywho, all right. So you just want to like get this popping? What are you doing?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, you want to go? You want to start? You want?
0: Are we doing regular banter? We just starting the show, like.
1: I wish I would have started recording a lot earlier so I could use some of that for. But. I mean, we
0: can we re- we can rehash those common conversational points later, and the raves about the. Yeah. I, but we've talked about those same things on the every show every week. Obviously. Yeah, because we're, <laughs> co- we're tired of we're tired of COVID nineteen yes. and the stupidity that comes with people reacting to
1: it. Yeah, well, it doesn't like, matter. Like me and the
0: virus are cool. We ain't got no issues.
1: <laughs> no, I got mad issues with the virus, but
0: <laughs> No no no. The virus and I ain't got no issues because we are, we've not interacted. So I don't I don't I don't know her. <laughs> We're not we not beefing because I'm not sick. But just what just I don't... am beefing with are the reactor uh, <laughs> bodies that have done oh, you know nonsense, what I am to nothing. with,
2: bro, with the virus? I got I got tested for it and I'm beefing with that swab. Oh no, where they the stick it like that in your, your nose. Throat my goodness
1: yeah
2: it's not just that they put it back there they they put it back there and they twist it it's the twist that gets you
1: yes okay so here's a weird thing because and i guess i'm just gonna let the whole world know so like when i saw that and like they were like yeah they stick a swab in your nose and it goes all the way down your throat and whatnot and they're like it just feels so uncomfortable me and my weird self because i used to just get nose itches all the time i used to get something and like stick it in my nose, like all the way through my sinus just to make myself sneeze because I had such like bad, like back throat itches. And I was just like, oh, that's nothing. Like I used to do that all the time as a kid. And so everybody just kind <laughs> of look, looked at me like I was weird. Oh, <laughs> weird. It,
2: so, well, I okay, think- that, that, that might be a little bit weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody, we are doing a an episode through Zoom this week we're Whoa, not affiliated wait. let's
0: welcome the people who listen
1: oh okay. hello
0: listeners welcome to another episode of mixed reactions because i'm mixed and he's Malcolm,
1: and i'm black and he's christian
0: and we have a special
1: guest today which is uh <laughs> redell he's been on uh before what episode was that i can't remember but the religion call- yeah losing my religion, religion of the I,
0: black community. I don't forgot what we called it
1: losing my religion i think was the actual episode yeah, yeah name. that one but uh, he was one of our first guests, and so he's uh, come back to talk today, and we are uh, very, very appreciative of his time. Our first so.
0: return guest. Yay!
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. yes. I'm
0: the first return Yes, I, I've made it. Yes, well, you are big, We were big, supposed to girl. have two, but the other person decided they didn't want to be friends with us today. <laughs>
1: Achievement unlocked.
0: Achievement we- unlocked. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, my gosh. And so today we are recording via uh, Zoom, you know, because... uh the rona and you know we were supposed to have another person so it just would have been easier so if there's some uh audio issues you know you guys just uh bear with us i guess i think everything sounds okay though to me anyway if
0: not you you bear through the first three episodes that had terrible <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, right that
0: had terrible um
1: some of those are some of our best um stats but I guess it's cuz we were new at that point so you know.
0: Well maybe we need to go back to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Y'all go just go back and we re- revisit or we'll re- revisit those topics and we'll have more conversation. I do kind of want to touch on that voyeur thing again before we should, two- I
0: mean we should have a re- we we should bring back old topics and do a review kind of thing yeah. if we've changed any opinions in the last couple maybe we should do that after the year mark go maybe. back through some of them like every other week or something and go back to an old topic and see if we still have those same opinions Yeah. If speaking our of change to it.
1: speaking of I think nope never mind it's been past half a year I was about to say I think this is like our half year mark almost but no we are way past yeah
0: it. we are past the half <laughs> <one>. <laughs> oh now man was two months ago go home.
1: Yeah, yeah I've noticed now I can't count my math is bad
0: uh, you know what i was gonna say something mean hateful
1: hateful always just hate yes.
0: <laughs> but i'm gonna keep it cute today
1: oh my gosh anyway so do you want to get us started with today's topic or yeah so i okay. know
0: we are a few weeks late i guess you really can't be late because you have unlimited opportunity to watch the show now that it's done Right. Uh, but we wanted to talk about Steven Universe specifically about the last season and how we felt about his growth from the beginning of the show to now as a person.
1: Outside of just him getting bigger, of course. But
0: Yeah, and that's he, kind of...
1: he has a neck now. He has a neck. <laughs> I didn't realize that the earlier episodes he didn't have a neck. Now I have to go back and see.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was part. That was part of the joke that he had. No, he had no neck.
1: Yeah, I was. I was late to the Steven Universe fandom, so uh, I actually binged watched a lot of it within like the last what two or three years, just because.
0: I mean, they keep they went on hiatuses for like six months at a time, so like in bet- in the middle of a season, would go on six months hiatus. Mm-hmm. So it stretched out for far longer than it probably should have.
1: Yeah, I I will say, though, the earlier episodes, I weren't really as much of a fan as I am of like the later seasons, just because of I think it got too long because I already knew what happened in the later seasons because I watched those first. And then I kind of backtracked. So I already knew what it was building up to. And then like the first episodes just seemed like a lot of pointless camp to me.
0: (laughs) Well, like the first couple seasons, you don't really need like. The story really gets good probably around season three, se- middle of season two into season three. Right. But like the first few episodes, like they're important, but not really. Like you need them as base, but you don't really need to watch. Like you just need to know who the characters are. Right. And then past episode twenty of the first season, like they start getting into the lore of what people like about Seaweed universe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I-, I didn't
0: like. I didn't like the show when I first started watching. I was like, this is
1: stupid. It seemed like every other <laughs> Cartoon Network cartoon, like it was just like random crap, you know, happening yeah. for fifteen minutes.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like Adventure Time had the same kind of thing. Like it got so much like deeper the further you went into the show. Right. Um, like Gravity Falls was always really intense. Like the first few episodes are kind of just to get you into the goofiness of the it being a cartoon, but once you get into the show, show. And like the themes of the show gets really exciting, and I, I appreciate Steven Universe, Rebecca Sugar, and and the
1: crew, the crew universe, the crew universe, is that what it's called? I'm not, see, I'm not yeah. even a part of the fandom either. I just enjoy the show, but I never, again, I think I just got in too late, and I missed all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you didn't really. I mean, the yeah, show just really. ended, so yeah.
2: I mean, I came into it pretty late too. I didn't watch episodes, but I heard people talk about it. So I kind of knew some of the end games of what happened. Mm. I was able to finish it up before the movie and everything came out. I finished it up a decent amount of time before the movie thing came out. But I, um what, like the first season I was like, okay, so what? Um, <laughs> you know, like 50-something episodes. But um, for the first little bit, you're like, okay, what? I don't, okay cool but as I learned because you know me when I like something I got to like research it right
3: Apparently, get deep into it
2: so uh, if I'm getting this correct Cartoon Network had a mandate that any cartoon that like well for, that you could look at any episode of Human Universe and not feel like you've been left behind and so the episodes were aired out of order and they? so they had to make it I mean the thing is when you watch when you binge it you get to watch it in order when uh-huh. it originally came on um, and when it used to come on Cartoon Network, it could just be any old episode. It didn't necessarily run in order um, because oh, okay. they, didn't, they yeah. didn't want it to be like a serial whatever. But I, I think that's why in the beginning it's challenging Like if you watch it straight through because she wrote with the end in mind like the way a lot of, I'm like, like, like a lot of Japanese cartoons do. Like it's an end game. It's a story and it starts from the beginning even though you don't know it. Right. A lot of American cartoons <clears throat> don't do that. It's nope. like, you know, here's here's Batman and he's he's 35 forever and Robin will grow up one day even though Batman is still 35 and it's no real end. It's no...
1: No progression, a, pretty much.
2: Yeah, it doesn't progress. It's not that there isn't a point, it's just there's no progression uh, and they're not, you know, they're just, they're telling stories in that, in that kind of way and so I think now that I look, knowing that helped me to appreciate the first season more because this stuff even from this last season of, of Steven Universe, like, Future, mm-hmm. that they were calling back to you from the very first season. Yep, And it's like, oh, OK.
0: So I appreciate it more now. At that point that you made is very is very true. Like, American TV is not written with an end goal. Like, everything is written to continue on as long as possible so you can milk as much money as you can out of the show. Yep. I think, like, I was watching um, this YouTube discussion on how I met your mother and why people felt like the ending of the show failed. Mm -hmm. Because that show had had written itself, had been based on the idea, the original idea that um, Robin and Ted were going to get together after the mother died. Mm -hmm. But because they had built the show, like, they had filled the show with so much tension throughout the show with Ted and Robin, you know, missing each other. And they they had grown in different ways that by the time they got to the end, they had written them. It it made it like they had to rush through things. and kind of ruined the feeling of it being exciting that they got together because the whole show was like, well, this is how I didn't end up with Robin. I I ended up with your mother.
1: Yeah. That's, um, I'm, I'm kind of appreciative that there's more shows like I get, well, I didn't watch this, but, um, there are a lot of shows coming out, like on HBO, like, um, Game of Thrones, cause it's a book series, obviously. So it clearly had an end game. Um, and then other things like, uh, Breaking Bad and stuff like that, which it had a story to tell and it had, you know, an actual, like, finite point of where they were wanting to end the story i'm starting to appreciate that shows are kind of going into that direction because of you know the progression of the characters and how things happen over time it's just not the same people every time just doing a random activity so i now that you say that Verdell, definitely have a, a better appreciation for um steven universe because it's not technically a manga or you know uh, whatever they call it an anime? <laughs> anime, yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily an anime, but it does follow that that trend. So, I guess I can I can kind of go back and look at it and, and appreciate it a little more. Now that well, you say I, that.
2: Well, I think the thing too is that I, in my mind, cuz you know, I'm like a TV nerd, the only mediums, well, the, the the one medium that did well, they didn't really do that, but it's the reason why it's soap operas and mm-hmm. that with soap operas, I mean, there wasn't necessarily an end game involved there either. But the point was developing the characters. Like, people showed up to see, you know, Victor Newman and Reeva Shane and all these people. And all so right. even though there wasn't necessarily an end game, and yet they repeated similar themes and stories over and over and over again, what you really wanted to see was those people, those characters, and what they did and what they didn't do. Right. Even in that, to show just how American it is, they can, only pro- they can only progress and change to a point. If it goes too far, then no one knows them. So right. You have to kind of redo the whole thing. And so <clears throat> I think because Rebecca was really trying to tell a coming-of-age story, yep. um, that's, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, uh, most of my favorite shows have that. Like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was another show where time went on. She progressed. She went yeah. through high school and in college and being an adult like things had to change and and even some of our like even trying to think of, like my favorite American cartoon that doesn't happen it's that you have a concept um, and like Christian said usually it gets worn to the point of it not being cool when it's done right um, and granted I mean this is a big diversion I'll sure get to I think Dragon Ball particularly Dragon Ball Super, is an example of when the theme could still work, the hook can still work, but if you lose the plot, it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) And so (laughs) things like that. Don't be
1: talking about Dragon Ball Super, though. I mean, I'm just
2: saying. I'm a a, a Dragon Ball fan. I am. But there were some really awful stories. Tracy?
1: Yeah, the storytelling was not the best. I think I enjoyed Dragon Ball Super for just how it looked. And even though it gets a lot of flack about the animation, I don't care. It looked great, and I had Dragon Ball back, so that's all that mattered.
2: Oh, there was some awful Dragon Ball Z animation. If you look at some <laughs> of the, 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 look at the Dragon Ball Z, oh, I know those, some of the double episodes look terrible. <laughs> it's just that now we people now notice things like that in a way that they didn't in nineteen ninety eight, in two thousand two, or whatever. Because right. we didn't have any of it, but now it's like we can. If I don't like it on TV, I can watch it somewhere else. So it's pickier. But it's like, yeah, like I think Steven Universe has it maintains that theme of growth and, and progression. Even though you didn't really see Steven change that much, his emotional outlook and the way he handles things changes as time goes on. But what I also like about it is the way they handled villains for the most part it's like nobody is really a stereotypical villain right like even the bad people had they're not just evil
3: yeah they had depth you know
2: know. yeah it's something that made them and i read an article i mean is this spoilers i'm sure it's spoilers well
1: it doesn't we already said that we were talking about it today so we already said this is what today's show is about Okay, so
2: I, I don't have to care. Okay, good. So, I read an article a while ago that talked about how Pink Diamond was the worst was the best villain of the decade.
1: I can I can see it.
2: And I think so. I mean, Pink Diamond is the grand mover of that whole thing and she she's complicated because you can see why she made the choices that she did. Yeah, but then you can also see how her feelings and like even when I first started watching it, and I when I would see um Rose, and I was like, I don't like Rose, and I was <laughs> like, why? I said because Rose, she doesn't take into account other people's feelings when she does things. Yep. She just assumes that everybody else is. as, I don't want to call her flighty, because I think that's unfair, because she just has she she's appreciating life for what it is, but she goes wherever her attention blows her is where she goes Yeah. without really thinking about the other people that she might impact along the way, you know, like she never even considered she's with Pearl forever. Then she sees Greg and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, whatever. And it's like, she just bounces around and yeah, she's cool. And she has a vigor for life and that's fine. But you never really see Rose or Pink Diamond take responsibility And acknowledge that she's connected to other people.
3: Yeah, that
1: she
2: can impact by the things that she decides to do.
1: Yeah, Rose is definitely kind of living in her own world type of type of deal. And then like, the the reason where that becomes a problem is because she doesn't understand how that affects other people or what that does to other people. Which you know, just normal day theme right there. You know, people are are into kind of their own self and their own happiness and like. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, like you were saying, but also like you have to think of things in the grander scheme of things and how that affects other people. So I, I, I understand that's definitely how Rose was kind of a bad person <laughs> in the series. Yeah. I how,
2: think as you learn more about her and then you find out that the that the diamonds themselves had dysfunctional relationship and how they worked to operate it makes sense. Yeah. But you cannot just but like, and even Rose, like, she had a good idea. She wanted to rebel and all that other stuff. But like, she's somebody who, she set all of this in motion.
3: All right. And
2: at no point do you ever see her talk about how she made these decisions and this is how things happen. She never says she's sorry. Um, she oh, yeah. never apologizes or does anything for, for, for Pearl. She doesn't apologize to Greg she doesn't. I mean even like Steven had to deal with all of this other stuff and she so much baggage. That, yeah, like <laughs> she she really pink and then with with Spinel, Oh god.
1: Yeah. That was just, <laughs> just that, that was crazy. just a, a hot ass mess. I'm uh, yeah. So yeah, how, he, question, let's really, let's backtrack a little bit though. So Steven, since you know the whole story you know surrounds Steven, how do you feel about his progression In the series as a whole like from where he started to where he ended
0: i i have a lot of mixed feelings about how the way that i see steven like i feel like he is justified in feeling very stressed towards the end of um, future Mm -hmm. because of all that he's been through but i think a lot of the things that he went through were his fault because he, instead of trying to reach out to the people who were trying to be there for him, he rejected their sentiments and their feelings. right? And took upon, he took upon all of that weight himself, instead of trying to communicate how he felt. I was, um, The Roundtable is one of my favorite YouTube summary channels of the show. They talk about how he's constantly Put his, put others' feelings before his own. Yep. Like, even when the, the Crystal Gems put him through the training box and he found out they, they were ultimately lying to him, mm-hmm. he, instead of confronting them about it, he put their feelings of wanting to make him feel more included and powerful ahead of the way that he actually felt. And he put, I feel like a lot of the issues that he has had is because instead of, trying to talk about it or work it out he put other people ahead of himself and put yeah. himself in danger when he probably didn't need to or probably could have thought out the process a bit better and it wouldn't have caused as much of an issue because other people would have been would have been able to be there to help and to mitigate a lot of the issues
1: right and i feel like steven he's a fixer as well so like he sees an issue and he wants to and he's been like that like throughout the whole series. he's like, "Oh, I see something, something's wrong, I'm the one who's responsible, even though he might not be the not only be. one that can fix it exactly and he he might not even be responsible in the first place, but he's like, yeah, I'm responsible, and i'm I'm the one that has to fix it, which puts him in a terrible space, so it's like I kind of hate that we didn't really see the whole end result of him putting himself in that situation until this season, but I guess you know the the explanation from um, the doctor, gosh, I can't even remember her name. Her, Dr. Maheshwaran? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Mother? Yeah. So, like, the explanation whenever they actually tied all that together, where it's like, basically, the way that the world is coming down on you, and you have no other way to exasperate this energy, because everything's peaceful, and everything's calm now. You have no other way to, to let out this energy and let out this stress, and now it's just affecting you directly. I'm just like, oh, why couldn't we have more of this during an actual series, you know, instead of it being just a part of these last, you know, 20 episodes. And I'm just like,
0: but I I I also felt like him feeling that way. He kept rejecting everybody else trying to help him. And I think that's I really I think the biggest antagonist of future was Steven Universe himself. Yep. I don't think that he I don't feel that he was the hero of future. I don't feel that he was a necessarily a positive light in future.
1: Yeah, Everything, he wasn't supposed to be though. Yeah, and like, I'm sorry. I understand
0: that he's gone through stuff, mm-hmm. but it was like you were to me. You were the villain of the season.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: You're causing m- most of the issues that keep coming up are because of your actions. Because you don't want to take. You don't want to take um, inventory of the way that you're feeling. You want to hide everything because you think other people can't help you.
1: And it's also, he wanted to feel helpful as well. He felt useless, you know, after everything was done. So that's another thing. I, I feel like him wanting to be helpful too was another way that he hid kind of what pain he was experiencing from, you know, whatever in the past and, and all that good stuff. Sorry, that's a terrible explanation, but y'all get my point. <laughs> um, I think for me, I think a couple of things. One,
2: I, I agree definitely uh, with uh, what Christian is saying about how you know I think that he ultimately of Steven Universe future I think it's important to say too, like Stephen Universe Future is like a separate, it's like an epilogue epilogue Yeah of Steven Univ- of Steven Universe. And I think it's important uh, once I was able to put it into that context the differences between the two series make sense to me, because it's kind of like the aftermath, which is another, I think, bold move, because usually, again, what I'm talking about before, in I mean, in, in typical cartoons, you know, Batman fights the Joker, and, you know, or Superman fights Doomsday, and Metropolis is messed up, and it's sad for a while, but eventually everything comes back, Superman is back, and the buildings are fixed, and Everything's fine, and we don't hear about the people who clearly must have died when the building fell down. Right. You know what I mean? We don't hear about that. And so, with this, you have the aftermath of, you know, superhero battles are battles and what that type of situation does to anybody, particularly a child. And I think that's something that often isn't discussed. Like, I mean, Robin should have PTSD. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, Robin should not be. Which one? I mean, it, another point. <laughs> they, can, <laughs> they all should have it. And the one that doesn't have it is the one who got killed. So, <laughs> and, uh, and, but well, he's fat now, so he's fine. And so um, <laughs> but it, it, it explores the other part of superhero ideas that being a superhero, like everything has consequences. And like in terms of like Steven's growth, I, yeah, I think it's easier to look at it now as you've seen the whole thing. Right. To me, Stephen acts like a kid who has to be around a lot of trauma. And yeah. to me, how like many children do, if something happens in the home, they think it has to do with them because children think, I mean, naturally so,
3: yeah. that they
2: expect their caregivers to focus on them. And if their caregivers don't do something, they often assume that something it's because of something they did. Right. Um, which n- makes them, you know, again, if you're like a, you know, a, a kitten or a cub in the woods, yeah, you don't want your mom to reject you. But for human beings, that doesn't work well. We have too much in the brain going on for all that. And so yep. he tried to fix everything because he, and in some ways, he's right. Like, he's very perceptive. He is the issue. He is the reason why Pearl is acting all weird and why, like, like he is the reason. Like, like, their hero is gone because he's a fear, you yeah. know? And so even though he didn't know that until later on, everybody still, like, you know, was treating him a certain way, even though, yes, he was well loved and things like that. Um, but I think also did this sound, may sound strange, but I also think it goes to the failure of the Crystal Gems in a way. Because so? they they could have particularly the ones who have more experience with emotions and things like they pop in and give emotional you know guidance once in a while particularly garnet but yeah. protecting him from all of those things they didn't
1: really and the attorney, oh, yeah they, they could,
2: were if, if, if they protected him for real, they wouldn't be no show. They wouldn't be a show to have, right? So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were
1: trash in that regard, especially Pearl. Pearl had some, some deep skeletons in her closet, and she hid that shit for the longest.
0: But that's also, I mean, it's also not her fault. Like, she, following her diamond, she cannot give those details to Steven. Like, the whole point of, um, what is it? Not a single pale rose. Was it a single pale rose? I think so. so. We go on to, to Pearl's psyche and she technically does not tell him. Yeah, she doesn't tell him. cannot tell him.
2: Right. Well, she can't.
3: Mm-hmm. So other she, had, like, yeah. you
0: know, she was yeah. Pearl, I think, you know, I had a, I felt a
2: way about Pearl. Once I watched and looked on further, my opinion of Pearl changed dramatically because it's very easy to be, and yeah, Pearl did it said some some messed up stuff. However, Pearl I mean, Pearl was with Rose, with with Pink Diamond for thousands of years. Yeah, and it has only been what from the span of beginning of the show to the end, like what, 16 years without her. She she's grieving. She was hurt and she was manipulated,
1: yeah. low key. You know. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. I, <laughs> like as soon as we found out, we were like, God damn, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah she
2: was manipulated. So it's like. And a lot of this stuff isn't even Steven's fault, and even the Crystal Gems themselves—they were living along with the lie. And so it's right. this they big didn't old, yeah. yeah, it's this big old twist of stuff that clearly a child, even though they can't articulate it and they don't know it, clearly can pick up and respond to. Right. And so he, to me, he responds like the way a kid would. And we try to fix it. I can make everything. I can change things. I can make things better if I just help everybody feel better. Then it'll all be okay. But the reality, and as we've learned, to see in universe future, that's not really what happens. If anything else, you end up hurting yourself.
1: Yep. I will say that episode though. Whenever everything came out about Pearl and you know who Rose Quartz really was and stuff, that was probably one of my favorite episodes. Like, A
0: television. That was one of my favorite television reveals ever. Yeah, it yeah. was.
1: It was so. I mean, even though everybody it knew it amazing. already, it but was,
0: it was amazing.
2: The buildup.
1: Yeah, the way they told the, the, the story. Others. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. But you it know was, my other favorite one is what? when Greg, Pearl, and and Stephen went on the trip to the city.
0: That oh, um. Liberty I forgot thing, the name Liberty. of it. What is it called?
2: When yeah, basically when her and Greg have to like, have to basically have it out. Yeah, and they air all their issues and they sing the song and all the other stuff. It's over, isn't so, it? Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that, I think you know what? To her credit, she tells some very. Heavy adult themes in a way that a kid can get it, yeah. And the way an adult will understand, yeah. And it takes you have to be really good to do that.
1: And even in the 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 episode where kind of just to kind of, I guess reiterate. Whenever Stephen was listening to the the doctor and tell him about why he's experiencing the stuff that he's experiencing, I felt that that was like. Really, really good. And Steven Universe Future, specifically, for those who might not know. Um, That scene, I felt, was really, really great. Um, That's kind of explaining, and even in real life, when you have something that you've been dealing with for so long, but you're, you know, technically the strong one of the group, and you hold that in and not allow yourself to either cope with that or not suffer, but, you know, just kind of deal with the issues that's going on you will react in some type of terrible way, you know, and I feel like just showing that Stephen was reacting, you know, with his body and all that good stuff was a good way to kind of explain, hey, you might want to understand that you need to talk about these things. So, so that was good. I
0: kind of, I feel somewhat that Stephen Universe's reaction is kind of the epitome of white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. it's it's the ability to ignore all of the signs that you are probably the issue because you want everything to, to be so perfect, Mm -hmm. but rather than taking a step back and trying to analyze what's going on or what are the, the underlying issues of why things are falling apart, you continue to push because you want your idea of, of perfection to be the only one that is available
1: oh you better preach girl
0: because i like throughout all the future it was like amethyst told him hey the gyms are happy where they are they were doing what they were. we've already had these conversations we've already gone through the work to to figure out what job is best for them in this new environment we've done the work already you don't have to do anything because you feel that they're doing something wrong. Your, again, this is a thing where your selfishness is put above the reality. And I think that's why, I I know that's a big reason why I had issues with Steven this this season.
1: He's just, just like because, his mama. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: that's what I thought. That's like he's doing a lot of those things. But, but you know what, for me, I'm thinking about like when Steven is a kid, a human kid, 16 years old, his primary caretakers, the gyms, have never been children. They have no idea what it's like to be a human being. Greg, we don't know how involved he he was. He was
1: well, I and that's the point I was that. about to make. I was about to say, well, Stevens never necessarily had a regular childhood himself either, so he doesn't even know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I mean, imagine like just the the general ridiculousness of being a teenager, times ten or or or, or whatever. Right. And it's like he does not. And he's also had to deal with very adult things in his very young life. Um, And so it kind of I like how it kind of blurs the lines of, well, what's appropriate for kids? Because life happens to kids, whether it's appropriate or not, unfortunately. And so I think for me. I think looking at it like stepping back from it all, having seen it all. I, if I just saw that one season of, like, if I just saw *The Universe* future, I would walk away feeling weird about it. But mm. I think in all of it together, and just seeing how he's been again from a very little kid until now, um, I, I do think that's something that was a place. I mean, they have with so much time, right? But just, I think looking at it all in context. Stephen gets a lot of blame. Like, yes, Stephen had things that he had to learn, but I'm wondering if the way that it was presented, if it leaves it to be interpreted that literally all of this is Stephen's fault. When Stephen is still a kid, you know, he's 16. It's all his fault. You know what (laughs) I mean? And so it's just like, it's like like, like we just said, it's like his his primary caregivers were never children themselves, (laughs) they aren't even human. Right. They have no idea how his experiences are or whatever, and there's just so much that he did not know along with just being a teenager, along with having this really wild dingy backstory. It's amazing that he's not worse than
0: he is. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I feel like that, because Steve, but Greg has always been in his life, because he, he even said that he grew up in the van with Greg, so majority of the time, he he spent time with both greg and the uh, and the, the crystal gems growing up they don't have the same like they come out of the ground as a fully formed adult but they st- i mean they still have to learn
1: yeah because i mean
0: even when you go through the amethyst story we see yeah how when she first came out she know anything
1: yep
0: she had an no idea of what she was supposed to do but she would know anything yeah that was... Rose helped her become a full per- person but I think Steven's reaction out of the jealousy with um, the jealousy of Connie's friends when he met them at the, the roller rink and feeling like he's not been a normal kid, he's had a lot of freedoms. But again, he's like, he's telling his dad that he's not been a good father because he didn't give him the same opportunities that other kids had. It's Like, but you were right, like, you're not other kids. You don't have the same circumstances that other kids have had you're going to be different like connie connie and her friends have different upbringings yeah so it's not like like that reaction when they went to greg's parents house yep was traumatic for me because i know that i would never be able to talk to my parents like that regardless of what the fuck i've been through (laughs) that's just not something I would have that's not the the way that I would approach the conversation with my dad
1: yeah and I was gonna make the point that they didn't he Stephen and Greg didn't necessarily grow up as father and son they grew up as friends so that's kind of I feel like that's why he had that type of relationship where he could talk to his dad about because honestly in in a lot of points and things and whatever Greg was kind of like a child himself <laughs> in my opinion like he didn't he wasn't really a father figure to me he did have those moments where he did you know step up and and be that person but i feel like in a lot of times which kind of it's kind of like a cartoon stereotype um where the adults are just idiots um I feel like Greg was kind of a not a a real good father figure for Stephen. Well, I won't say not good, but just wasn't a typical father figure for Stephen. Obviously, it was because of you know Greg's issues is, with his parents. But. but
0: I think it he represents a type of person that goes the the extreme mm-hmm. of the way that he was raised and in teaching your kid because a lot of us say. I don't want to raise my kids the same way that my parents raised me. And he's just an extreme version of doing that where he is, he felt so restricted as a, as a child that he could not grow or do anything that he wanted to do. That right. He wanted to give his, his, his son the complete opposite. He didn't want to put parameters around who you could be or what you can do. I don't want to force you to go to school if you don't want to do. I don't want to have, I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do. Right. And I'm I, not going to say, it's not a bad way to teach. It's just, I think he probably needed more boundaries or teach, put more boundaries around Stephen's upbringing, but right. I don't uh, think it was a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I was about to ask, how do you feel about like Stephen's response to all of that whenever, you know, he found that out and then like the whole car accident at the end of the night and how Stephen was just kind of like, fuck you, dad, <laughs> after all that happened, you know? Like, do you feel like he was justified in feeling that way? Uh, I feel, he, I feel like he was. I'm gonna just start off with, I feel like he was, but
2: I'm um, not sure. I mean, but it's ugh, it's tricky for me because I mean, it's I I think it's a couple of things. Well, a few things. One, like Christian said, is like, what are you supposed to do? Like, there has never been something. If we take like like the show as it is. What was Greg supposed to do? Nobody knew what what someone like Stephen would be like. And so he made the best decisions that he could. But I also think that, um, I think it's a good, interesting way to view how you think of parenting. Because I'm wondering, you know, like even looking at how their interaction, when you find out things about your parents, and I think it's for, for most children, as they discover that their parents are human, And maybe if they begin to figure out and see things that have happened in their life that if they didn't happen a certain way, that things would be better. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I can relate to that. And it's like, okay, I can directly trace what happened to choices that, you know, hey, you made. And when there was opportunity to make different ones and you still chose this, and how you kind of feel like you're left holding the bag with it, um, and you get angry. And I think a lot of that anger is often because not just at the situation itself, but we're taught that our parents are above reproach and basically parents don't make mistakes and everything is wonderful and good. And even though there might be something that's legitimate, that you're legitimately angry at the fact that you can't be angry at your parents or you're not supposed to be angry with them. Right. Exacerbates that. And so I I think it's just one of those things is one of those things with tension. I, I have to watch the episode again, just to be honest. I can really see it, you know, in my mind.
1: Yeah. It, it was, was heavy. heavy.
2: But also, <laughs> keep in mind, Steven is a warrior. And he, re- like, I think that's the other thing, too, for me. is like Steven is trained to fight, to push, to be, particularly when he, would, like, him and his training with Jasper and all that anger stuff and whatever.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so
2: he's, he's feeling his hope he's he's
0: not always been like that like he has always been the one that i'm gonna try to figure out a way to talk my way out of issues Yep. but that it like that it creates that weird dichotomy in the series because all anytime that he's had antagonists he wanted to talk out the issues yeah but as soon as he's presented with a friendly person having an issue he can't do the same thing he doesn't want to talk it out he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to solve the issues with 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 him with a conversation he wants to solve it with action and it's it that's that weird thing is it in the fight he wants to talk it out but when there isn't necessarily a need for a fight he doesn't know how to react and talk to people and that just that confused me I think for
2: all of us, we can be put in situations where we don't behave in the way that we normally <laughs> might be seen to, particularly if you're still 16 and figuring out just who you are outside of intergalactic battle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's, I, I think for me, holding the fact that Stephen is a kid is what helps make it all make sense. Cause Rebecca Sugar, I remember reading some of her interview saying that she wanted to tell the story from Steven's perspective, so that way the audience doesn't know anything that Steven doesn't know. And so, like, whatever Steven is going through, that's how you feel the series. Yeah. And I think for him being a kid, yeah. You know, um, and I think it just, you know, he's angry, he's out of sorts, the world isn't the way that he thought it would be, he's struggling, he's not connected to all the people he wants, Then yeah, he's going to act out of character. Um, To me, that doesn't, it's, it's it does it does not it's not jarring to see him because he's frustrated, he's frustrated, he's confused, he's alone he,
1: he doesn't ha- lo- he's
2: not alone yeah he feels lonely not someone that he's alone he's lonely
1: yeah I mean you know, through the dreams you know you all you saw that he steven is suffering from a lot of frustration because one he doesn't have a reason he feels anyway he feels that he doesn't have a reason to I, exist i guess not really exist but that's the only like he doesn't have a purpose because there's no more terrible shit happening and so like i think that without the distraction of all what used to go on with like not happening anymore steven is insecure because he feels like nobody needs him so that's kind of where a lot of the you know anxiety or anger and stuff is are is coming from and also like being that he doesn't have those threats or anything to take out his anxiety or you know insecurities and anger out on it's just like festering in him I think that's kind of what they were saying and that's why it like became so you know prominent I don't know that I then
0: I I understand that point but I don't under I don't think that I agree completely because I feel like when he thought the first time he thought everything was you know what it maybe this is what it is So the first time he thought that everything was going to be okay when garnet and when garnet had the wedding Mm -hmm. before diamond days he thought that everything was fine you know they could go back to living a regular life before they had to go into fighting and you know things were cool and then the thing with the diamonds happened and then he went and became you know the hero in space or whatever Mm -hmm. and on um homeworld but it's just like he chose to do these things I oh, yeah. doesn't know how to deal with the ramifications of what he chose to do
1: oh yeah i feel like that he just didn't realize he he didn't realize it at that point you know just as kids do they they have one mindset and they don't understand exactly what ramifications come you know after that or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah how do you so Going from that, how do you feel about the ending where he leaves Beach City?
2: So that part was kind of weird for me, um, because he's 16. And just typically in our community, 16-year-olds don't go out and, and bike across the country. Right. Or across <laughs> the country to do. Like, it's just it's something culturally, it's not something that. So it was like, oh, OK, you're 16, so you can, I don't. Like, it's not like he was 18 doing this. Like, that part was a little didn't really, like, it didn't land with me the same way,
3: because Mm -hmm. he's
2: 16. And so it was like, I mean, I guess you could say, during the span of his life, like he hasn't been to school and gym. So it's not as if it's a far-fetched thing. It just doesn't land the same way, because, you know, I was 17 and turned 18 when I went to college. I wasn't 16, packing a bag, packing, you know, getting in the car and driving away. That's not something that generally happens um, for us when we're sixteen, and so I think that part made it kind of like, well, what? Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, and finding yourself at sixteen, it's like, I don't know. I I, ha- I know some people who were who said they felt like it was rushed and it didn't really answer any questions. Um, I don't. I I, I don't. I don't think necessarily the worst thing in the world, but I can't say that the ending the way that the vast majority of the show has resonated with me, I can't say that the ending is. Yeah. I
1: I can't say that I would disagree with somebody, even with the the you know, the information presented to us. Yeah, he's sixteen, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, being that he grew up with a non-traditional childhood, uh, he grew up, you know, kind of I feel like Steven kind of was ahead of his time. He opened up a school, you know, he fought off people as a kid. Like he just kind of had those experiences and just never had the chance to live his life as, you know, Steven, who he was. So I feel like him leaving, you know, beach city is kind of representative of him starting over and having life. Yeah. And kind of living his life as if, you know, as he would do normally, you know, because Beach City, he's still going to have, like, you know, the gyms and his dad around and all that good stuff. It's kind of not him living on his own terms. So he has to, like, move out and get away and kind of start his life and live on his own terms at that point. So he, I, I'm OK with it.
0: I'm I'm uncomfortable with him leaving because I just don't feel that he's mature enough to leave.
2: He'll find that mm. out. That's a good point.
0: Because. Even even the buildup of him leaving felt uncomfortable. The fact that he wanted a reaction out of everybody that he was leaving. Yeah. He wanted he wanted a stronger reaction from the gyms. He wanted a stronger a- reaction from his dad. He he felt like, Why are you not fawning over me or trying to convince me to stay?
1: Yeah. He definitely it, Sorry, go ahead.
0: And and like that that's what made me uncomfortable. So like you just had this traumatic this traumatic episode this breakdown two three weeks ago. You you've been talking to your therapist and you feel that you're ready to leave. Like you don't feel like you want to stay around a little bit longer so that you can deal with some things and then go out and experience the world. Which I also like finding yourself. What I don't know exactly what she's trying to do to find himself. I guess he's gonna. <laughs> I feel I, like I don't feel like you can enroll in classes. You're not. I don't think he you would, have
1: enough.
2: Does, does he have birth certificate? Does he have social security card?
0: Like. Oh my god! He, okay,
1: you're getting too deep into
0: it. I mean, how is he gonna like just because he doesn't have like he doesn't like I mean what? But is we know going that to? he's not okay. gonna need money.
1: Okay, so one, he's a cartoon so there's that i don't know that that, it is that
0: logic somewhat in reality so that, no that's bullshit. that
1: logic is out the window i feel that no if no, he no, stayed, no no we
0: can't know because greg has a fucking social security card so do not try me hope
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that is those are triggers i feel like yes steven universe still has some insecurities that he has to deal with But those insecurities would never get better if he stayed in Beach City, because clearly he's going to have those triggers of people not inviting him places or him not being able to go do whatever he wants, because whatever, you know. So I feel like some people have those um, extravagant reactions and and, um, to like how they respond to things. And yeah, maybe moving away is probably too extravagant, but I feel like it could benefit him because he's not necessarily relying on, you know, those people at his home to, I guess, make him feel like he's worth anything. So those might be triggers for him. Who knows? Um, Not saying that he won't experience that wherever else he goes, but I feel like it kind of helps to kind of get yourself out of those situations where you know it's not going to be healthy for you. That's kind you of where think, I, what I Do feel you think that
0: it. he just wants to have a, a fresh start because he doesn't want to feel like everybody already knows who he is, so he can't, he doesn't feel like he can grow because there are already set expectations of who he should be? I,
1: I feel that way, but that's kind of also terrible because if he knows that, then he should probably react in a certain way to where that shouldn't bother him. But obviously that still bothers him. So maybe that is a, a, a terrible... Sp- like thing (laughs) after i think about it um so as
2: somebody who's come from i think one of the reasons why i even like the universe is because he comes from a town that's very much like mine a very small town on the beach where mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody else and you do feel kind of locked in and you do feel like you know you really can't figure out who you'd like to be in that space so on that thing that makes sense but again i wasn't thinking that when i was 16. Um, I think and also the other piece where I mean well it's not it's not that it's not plausible it just to me it does not this ending does not satisfy me it does not make me say ah you know (laughs) this was it does not if I were to pick an ending it would not be this yeah Um, yeah as a writer I definitely try not to write other people's stories <laughs> but you know in this regard but it's like this ending to me is that the like i said the way the rest of the show resonated with me and impressed me and inspired me the ending kind of left me because it's just something that's too far from my experience particularly as a child like this is a very adult thing to do then, yeah. hey i want to start over let me you know, pack my bag and move to D.C. or something like that, like that that, that sort of thing that I've done, you know, myself, but I wasn't that young. And like like you said, Malcolm, I think that it just seemed, it seemed a lot. I think it was like either a few weeks or a couple of months since from the end to the very end. But even so, it's like, where are you going? What are you It's just something that does not resonate with me. It does not come from the position of a child in that regard. A child that's had lots of experiences, granted, but it just seems like, I think it's a cultural thing. I think it's just something very different that, you know... So you
1: don't feel like it's just realistic to you, then?
2: I won't say it's not realistic, because, I mean, if it's not realistic, then I, I like the idea of it, particularly with stories like this is it realistic in the in the universe itself is it realistic um and so in this because each each story has its own universe its own rules its own realities i don't think that the ending breaks any of those things right but for me in terms of like this is not something that i would have been able if i were writing this story i would not have come up with this because something like this is not it's just something that, like, black kids don't leave home at sixteen. <laughs> well, so, okay, probably, uh, well, you know you, what I
0: mean. Like, it just doesn't. So it I, just I, I, don't think that that's true either. I think, I think there are a lot of black kids that leave the house at sixteen.
2: Probably it's before under that too.
0: circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes.
2: Well, yeah. It's not like
0: we're saying, oh, you know, I want to
2: go find myself. You know, it might be something else that that, that, that happens that's worse. But just, we couldn't even have a, a. You could barely get a permit when you were sixteen definitely wouldn't have had a car can't even drive i mean again well the in the universe that they're in those rules make sense i think for me because that's so far away from anything that i would have experienced and saw it's It's hard to be like oh yeah
3: well
2: see the thing is i don't want to be like oh my god it was a bad ending right um because i think the story can be good it's just not the ending that i would have picked like I think there's some stories that are just objectively bad. Like if okay, this is a bad story choice. Um, I just don't think that the ending for me it does not. Like one of the reasons why I like *The Usual* so much is on top of the storytelling being just good, period. It also it's one of those rare things where the story was good and it resonated. Both mm-hmm. happen, and I think those a story can be good, but not resonate, and a story can resonate, but like you know, a movie is funny but it's not really good type of thing. Um, I think those don't have to happen together, but I think with the Universe more times than not, it did happen together. And this is one time where it's like, okay, I don't really resonate with this. This doesn't really, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. But I, I can appreciate, like, you know, I, I can appreciate dedicated with somebody else though.
0: I feel like, I feel like, I, just, I understand your point, but I disagree in the sense that I don't, it's not the fact that Steven is leaving to to find himself at 16. I think what I am more nervous about is the way I don't think that he's had enough time to heal for me to feel comfortable with him leaving at 16. That makes like, sense.
2: Like that makes sense to me.
0: For me, Connie leaving at 16, right? Like Connie leaving right now makes sense. Yeah. Like I would be comfortable with Connie being a a full-fledged person a, like she's you know, not as experienced, in, she's much more experienced in the world than most 16-year-olds would be. But the thing is, with Connie being able to leave, she is mentally more aware of who she is and what's going on, that if she left at 16, it would make sense. Like, okay, I need to go find myself. I'm going to college early. I'm going to college at 16 because I'm prepared. Where Steven, you just had this mental breakdown. I don't feel safe. Leaving, letting you leave right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's something too. It's like they're just saying, "Okay, fine, go." I think that, that's what I mean when I said like it doesn't resonate with me because I think like but, your point, you're talking about parents earlier. It's like I can't. Hey, mom, dad, I'm 16, and I want to leave.
3: It goes
2: <laughs> someplace, wherever. You know what I mean? I just don't. It, it's not. It's not a world that I can. I cannot put myself in those shoes. And so I feel that's like, why for me, it's like, what?
1: I feel like that environment is the reason why he's not trying to stay around though. Like the environment is what's causing him to have those episodes. So clearly we don't have, you know, anything to go off of, but I just me looking at it, I feel like maybe he's just trying to get out of that environment where he's established so much to where if he puts himself in such a situation again, kind of like what I said earlier triggers, he doesn't want to put himself in a, a triggering situation again to where it's going to cause him to have like these type of breakdowns. Yeah. You should probably handle that like head on and, and not, you know, run away from your problems, but I feel like it is reasonable. Not well, outside of the age thing, I feel like it's reasonable.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for me it's not, it's, Reasonable is not so much the issue of it for me? Um, it's more of the, and I don't even think it's because like, I, I guess because as a writer, I really try unless it's something that's egregious against a character or does not explained, I usually don't try to to rewrite people's stuff. Except for A Little Mermaid, I hated that show, I mean, that that movie, and I, and I oh, and I tried that. That was my first art project when I was like. Five was to redo the Little Mermaid because I don't know I just viciously hated it. But um, <laughs> it, it's I it's I think to Christian's point, just the idea about hey, you know, some really bad stuff just happened not too long ago. Um, we're only we're not too far removed from a lot of this stuff. Is it really the time to, to do that. Yeah. to to leave? To leave folks that you're comfortable with, that you're rebuilding relationships with, you know what I mean? Like, is it really time well, right now? To clearly, do that?
1: clearly, he has problems in that area, though. Like, because nobody wants to make him seem like they're sad about him leaving. So clearly, everybody's kind of on like edge dealing with it. I feel no, like this it's is not the that only they don't want to
0: make him sad; it's they they they're trying to make him happy. So if you we want you, if you feel like you need to leave, we are trying to be, it's the support thing where they're all the time that he was supportive of them and their decisions, they're trying to be supportive in the same way. They're feeling sad, but it's more like we are trying to show you that we are supportive of what you're trying to do. We're not trying to make you feel bad by wanting you to stay and trying to tamper on your dreams, but it's, I don't think that they're—they're they're not trying to trigger him. It, they're not scared of him.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: more so that we are trying to be supportive, and that's what D- Garnet said: is that we didn't want to cry because we didn't want you to feel like you had to stay for us. We wanted to support you. You made a decision, and we're trying to support that. And that's what they—I think—that's what they were doing. You're right. I you're think,
2: right. But you know, I think this still says that even though we all have varying thoughts about the ending the fact that it's this many ways of viewing it it's still that's why I won't classify it as a bad ending
1: yeah because i mean everybody's going to have it you know, like their well, I mean, own thoughts so
2: it brings up different things and i think that often is the work it's 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 evidence of a good storytelling oh yeah it doesn't tell you i mean sometimes it's the scene universe told you what to think but it was never directly on those like boomer just punch you it just stuff just happened, and so i think that um it still demonstrates just the the power of the storytelling that even if even if an ending may not be what you expected or even wanted to see it could still leave you with these ways of seeing it happen it's like you could still see like we're experiencing it through Stephen's eyes still it's like the world is out there we don't really know do what you do and for yeah. me I was I think the one part I was trying to think through was like well you know at first it was like you can go anywhere you want, Why, like this. But now I'm like, but well, nah, but that's like Superman, though. Like, you know, he, well, went to Kansas, and he was in Kansas, and he went to choppers or whatever. So it's, the resonance is not there, but it makes sense in that world that that's the choice, and it makes sense in the world and the story where it's about honoring people's choices, and people's decisions and the work that it takes to make better decisions for yourself and to face yourself. That they'd be like, You wanna go across the country in a car by yourself? Go on. <laughs> We're not gonna stop you. Right. Um, yeah. I
3: mean
0: yeah, I mean I I get that too, but it's also I think I don't think it's those terms that they're doing. I think it's like any when you want to be a supportive friend, like if I told you that I wanted to move to California, y'all are going to be like, okay, um, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. We're not going to force you to stay here.
1: Right. But you're not easily triggered though. Steven is. That's again, that's why I feel like, you know, it's just, oh, I want you to stay. Well, Steven will probably be the one that's just like, Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll stay. Y'all still need me here type deal. So yeah, I kind of understand why they, they decided not to show, you know, emotion and and all that good stuff whenever he decided to go. I just feel like, I feel like Beach City. And I don't know if it's me kind of having my own personal feelings about things. (laughs) But I feel like a certain place can have a certain feeling in, in how you react to certain things, especially if it's very toxic to your environment like your how you deal with life so if it's a toxic environment definitely you know i'm all for cutting that shit out and and bouncing <laughs> but that, that might not be city the good really way to toxic, end of that. Though? no i'm just saying like that's kind of a a, a big word to use for it. i just feel, i feel like it's triggering i wouldn't say beach city is toxic i feel like just Uh, steven has some triggering issues regarding people and things in beach city which is why he decided he needed to bounce if that makes sense
0: yeah i mean i can see that to a point and that makes Mm -hmm. sense Mm
2: -hmm. i can see that that makes i mean i don't disagree with that at all i just think that it's I mean, like, okay, it's me, very
1: extreme. Yeah. But, I mean, well,
2: yeah it's, well, it's not even that it's extreme. It's just that, again, like, I just, in, in that world, sure, the, the, because it does, it's not something that I can connect with in that regard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can be a 16 and wanting to leave. I definitely can't really wanting to not be where I was. And as soon as I got the chance, I took it to leave. And I get that. <laughs> it's just that having that option to do so. Without like like I wasn't kicked out of my house or anything like that, right. you know. But I did not have the option to, to just. I mean, I didn't have superpowers either. So there's, <laughs> not, uh, right. you know, like, uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> but I didn't. He can I didn't you can know, heal anything. Like, <laughs> but, but it's not like Stephen, you know, opened the window and flew away. He had a car and drove away. And again, these right. are just things that I, um, just didn't, because it having access to those things at that time was not something that I had. It's not something that makes the, the landing stick for me the way other parts of the story oh. did.
3: Um, I, in, I had a car
1: when I was ready to leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was so ready to get out of my hometown. I was just like, let's go,
2: bitch. Well, oh, I was ready. As soon as I, I knew I was going to college, I was ready to go. Oh my when God. I gave a speech at, at graduation in the high school. I was crying. And they're like, "Are you crying because you're sad?" like, "No, this I'm happy cuz I'm happy because I don't want to be here anymore." <laughs> These are like, happy was, tears. I, like I was happy. Like I wanted to leave. Literally, once I left, once I left for undergrad, I have been home only intermittently. And <laughs> you know what I mean? You and me like, both. Probably, I think I've been. I've left home in 2006, and I think if you put all the time together that I've been home since I left, so let's let's even say like let's even put since undergrad and you can count summers and stuff like that. And the 13 years since I've graduated from undergrad, I have probably been home collectively, maybe a year, maybe a little more than a year. I'm right there with all the time together.
1: Yep, I'm there with you.
2: (laughs) I was very ready to go. Like I said, I came from a very small town. Everybody knows everyone. And I was one of the more from one of the more well-known families of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like everybody knows you everybody no. knows both sides of your family everybody no. and you know everybody knows you and everybody has this idea of who you are and and these expectations and you and and no one really leaves everybody's just there and so once you kind of see there's something out beyond where you are and if where you are wasn't exactly you know the best thing in the world you yeah. want to leave as soon as you get a chance to um, yep. But I think to to Christian's point I didn't necessarily I did not perceive that Stevens it, it doesn't that mean way. he can't be it doesn't mean that he can't be triggered by stuff there per se but I, don't, I just didn't get the sense that Steven was tormented in a way to be like oh my god I have to leave this abusive toxic place let me pack a bag and go
3: yeah
2: I, you know what I mean I don't I don't know if that's what you meant Christian I don't know yeah. if that, if that's your towards, but I didn't get that sense either So that's why again it wasn't, wasn't like well I mean conflict sure but is it what i, I it just doesn't i
0: like did Steve not think leaving of, a very loving and supportive place yes. and i think that's why i feel nervous about him leaving is because instead of wanting to fix all the relationships that might have been broken by your actions it's more of the same thing that he's been doing all season where the way that i think is right and it should be that way. So I'm gonna make it so. Instead of talking to the people that I have issues with, or talking out all the feelings that I have, I want to go. I feel like he's run away. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like he's just doing the same thing that he's been doing the whole season.
1: That might be it.
0: creating barriers. So he's creating a new barrier between him and his family called space. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they get I mean, new to him. That, that that is a good point. That is a very good point.
1: But, I mean, like, everybody's kind of doing that anyway, though. Like, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So, like, I feel like Steven just can't handle that. He's too dependent on people needing him. So, like, yeah, while I agree, he's probably running away. But he, like, I don't know how to, like, categorize it or anything. Steven has this thing where he's just like, I need to do and fix everything. And maybe it's just something he can't deal with.
0: But what are you, like, what are you going to do when you leave? Like, what are you going to go out and try to save every other person on Earth? No, he probably won't feel,
1: he probably won't feel responsible though, because like, he's probably going to leave and then like go to somewhere where he doesn't know people. Because I feel like Steven has this like idea that these are people I love and I cherish. So I have to make sure, because I've known them for so long, I have to make sure that they're safe. And so I feel responsible for making sure that these people are safe and that, you know, they're living their lives so I feel like maybe if him moving away allows him to let go of having to be responsible for other people's happiness and success maybe that's what he's thinking too who knows
2: (laughs) so the ending is apparently a very big sticking point for us because we've been talking about it for quite some
1: time yeah a good like 45 minutes we should have had like an episode per week on like each four four episode like releases (laughs) because We could have talked about this for days.
0: It's that, been like an hour the though. Ending, I think the ending is the most controversial part of the the whole epilogue series because it is it, it tied up a lot of loose ends from the, the regular series and you know from the movie a little bit. But I think the ending leaves so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Because it's just like I understand that Rebecca and the team probably felt rushed with this because of the the background around like what happened. Like they had to rush through Diamond Days to shorten they had to shorten seasons four and five.
1: Yeah, the last season yep.
0: Because Cartoon Network had told them that was the end of the series. So there were probably a lot of things that they wanted to explore but they couldn't. And Cartoon Network gave them a movie and then like, Well we'll give you another season but it's not necessarily, but you've wrapped up Steven Universe. So like we have to create a new thing. So they're wrapping up a lot of the loose ends that happened in Steven Universe, the main series. Yeah. And still trying to give you more story in this one. And I don't think that it was able to end in a, in a way that the rest of the show felt wrapped up. Like this feels very jarring because it's very different from what you would expect after what happened.
1: Yep. Speaking on that note, there are two things that I wanted more from the series. More Lars stuff, even though they did give us a good amount of Lars stuff as far as, like, him.
0: Not not Lars and the Stars, and we really wanted that. Yeah. Like, what happened in –
1: what happened with Lars? Because the series is focused on Steven, so, like, I kind of – the amount of, like, stuff they gave for Lars – in Steven universe specifically, I feel like was enough, but I feel like him, he could have his own series aside from it. Just kind of like what's going on there on, you know, on his adventures, not necessarily during Steven universe, but actually after future, I feel like he can have something that's just very, you know, very substantial that. And then also lion, because the whole finding out that Lars after he died, turned pink, and then, like, that turned into a portal. You know, that gave the illusion because it was never confirmed, but that gave the understanding that, okay, Lion is actually dead, and, you know, we can figure out where Lion came from. Like, you know, just you know a little. Lion came from? I mean, well, just more of Lion's story, I guess. You know, like, so.
0: coming along with Rose as a. Yeah.
1: So I feel like those are two stories that could have, like, been more explored, I guess. I
0: want to know what happened with Sabina and um, Rose's human um, human Rose replacement. Like, I, I mm-hmm. want more stories. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I was like, who? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the pink-haired girl. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. We kind of inferred yeah. that her name is Sabina based on the fact that Uh, Kevin had such a strong reaction to her.
2: Yeah, I think that I agree. I feel like I wanted more stuff from the other people. I wanted more interaction with the gems. I wanted more story. Like I felt like there's a lot of beat city we didn't get a chance to interact with a lot. And I think those are some of the things that let the show breathe when it needed to, because everything wasn't a super bitter battle. It was like, oh, now we're at the pizza shop or now we're with ronaldo and his conspiracy theory or it was just
0: god i, I love feel those. like
2: yeah it wasn't and you can still do that it was the story four, but
0: i feel like we are so much that we didn't get this time
2: so i kind of missed the rest of the extended cast. This go-around. and see, i think I, that's
0: that's a lot of the issue that we have i think with the ending is that and like with your point that he has to run away from the triggering things is that he spent so much time here like there's there weren't a whole lot of actual things in beach city that should have been that negative a reaction for him like even a lot of the fighting that happened in beach city didn't happen with the townies and like the threat of the diamonds is no longer a thing there's no more gym war so beach city is safe i think he's just running away from okay you know what we're we'll talking about this another day we'll come back to Steven universe
1: <laughs> maybe we'll rewatch the whole series i'll probably end up rewatching because the thing is i haven't finished the whole series but i've watched enough to know exactly what's going on so you know maybe we'll it's
2: still good to watch even yeah, if you know what exactly. happened to see to see how they get to it it's still well,
1: worth it again that's how that's why i decided to, decided to go back because i saw the last season before the movie started actually I think the last two seasons actually I saw before the movie started and so obviously I was doing a lot of like searching and shit on the web trying to catch up because I didn't want to start from season one but you know trying to figure out stuff but yeah maybe I'll watch it again get a little a better understanding because I have the whole picture now you know and we can kind it, of disgust.
0: Yeah like there's a I think rewatching the series there are a lot of things that on your first watch you'll probably miss because I think yeah. You they insert about a lot it, of too. easter eggs and they and they like when you find out things at the end of the series like the the big rose reveal yeah if you go back they were harbingers of other uh, red herrings and there are things in the past that helped you understand where everything is now so it is a great series i think it, it all together it was i enjoyed my steven universe experience i am very satisfied yeah. I think overall I'm very satisfied with the universe. The ending is very controversial to me but <laughs> I mean it can bring a lot of there are a lot of topics I think that would bring up and we can have other conversations about it.
1: Well I mean you know just from my perspective if there's any TV show that you can get me to talk about on a level other than oh it was fine. I feel like that's a good measurement of uh, a decent TV show. I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> Raddell, how? What are your final thoughts about it? <laughs> my final thoughts
2: is that I appreciate. I would have loved a show like this to watch if I was younger. I would have loved it.
3: Oh my god! I yes. Like
2: the fact, I, I appreciate and because I was doing some research about it the other day. Because what else is there to do? Um, the idea of how there are more cartoons now that take children seriously. Yes, and how There's... that kind of came about after, like, like Tiny Toons and Beyond and all of that type of stuff, and just how, you know, for so long, cartoons were just a way to sell toys.
1: Pointless shit. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. There's so much it's... development and understanding that goes along with just growing up as a child, and outside of like Nick Jr. and Disney Jr., like you, you have Nick Jr., Disney Jr., like whatever else, like. Sprout or whatever the other TV channels are. Then I mean, after you turn five years old, there is no. I feel like there is not that much in that age range. Maybe okay, I won't say five. Maybe like eight to whatever, where it's just like not intelligent TV to where. Have y'all been it, it watching makes...
0: cartoons lately outside of Steven Universe?
1: Well, SpongeBob isn't one of those.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but. I'm just saying like I feel like
0: I think that you I think again that statement is very it is very hard for me to agree with that because I watch cartoons outside of just Steven Universe.
3: okay
0: um I think that um The Loud House is a really good show for kids. Um Victor and Valentino is pretty good. Like there are a lot of show I think that the shows are a lot smarter in the way that they approach children these days. Mm Um, but I don't think that some of our, some of our cartoons weren't that bad. Um, I think that I do appreciate the added diversity in topics and addressing real world situations that Steven Universe has brought, especially in terms of, um, gender identity, sexual identity, and, um, Self, I guess self-identification self and things like that. I think those are topics that weren't really addressed and ha- aren't still addressed in a lot of um, cartoons. But I mean, there are a lot, I think if you go back, Hey Arnold was a great show for us. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. it, you know, it was a really diverse cast. There were different situations. there were real world situations. They were very adult situations that kids had to go through. And I think those shows actually did treat children like they were real like as people, they weren't trying to dumb down situations. It was presented in a way that was a learning experience without beating you over the head.
2: Well no, I think um, I think to clarify, like, I think just like at least from the part where, from what I've seen, like with tiny tunes, something like tiny tunes, yeah and how if you watch it now, you can still, as an adult. You can still laugh. It's not like, oh, it's cute. But it's like, oh, this is still funny today. And then, like, Animaniacs, Freakazoid, things like that. Like, at least in, in my view, how the possibilities were expanded. And I think that we were, you know, growing up through the 90s, we were able to really experience that in a way that, I mean, like, I'm old enough that I Experience all the 90s. I remember the tail end of the 80s and when you're off- I mean, He-Man and She-Rod, all these things. Um, and like, you can't really rewatch He-Man. If yeah, You can watch it just from nostalgia, but you can't rewatch it and just be like, that was a good cartoon, yeah. You know, you can't really do that. Um, you know, but Tiny Toons, turn it on today, and it'll be like, oh crap, that, that was funny. You know, or Animaniacs, especially, something like that. And I'm just happy that we got to a space where you can get to a Rebecca Sugar where she can tell the story about something that's so diverse that we've been able to see this progression and how cartoons are handled. And I'm just really happy about that. I'm happy to, I'm excited to see what happens next, um, particularly from her, but just in general. And I think for me, the thing that I'm left with the most is that I think to Christian's point, the stuff that was like all the gender and sexuality stuff that, that was brought up and presented, it was never preached at you. It just happened. Yep. Um, and it wasn't treated as something, it was treated like it was important, but it wasn't treated as if it was something super special, if that makes sense. Like it was like, yes, it's important, but it's it's people being who they are and they're allowing people to be who they are and they're making they're treating it with care and importance because they love the people, but they also aren't saying it's it's also not like this huge whoopee do. It's like, oh well, you know, Sapphire and Ruby love each other so they're together. And yep. that's why we having a wedding and it's important. Okay.
1: You know what I yeah, mean? basically it's like basic <laughs> shit. Hey, we love each other and we like like bam, here it is. Fuck mm-hmm. everybody else and their fucking terrible ass thoughts. Anyway, yeah. It's I
0: want to like know, just, what, know what Jim divorce is going to be like in the future, though.
1: Uh, I can't. <laughs> they will never get divorced. They, they, they have been fused for so long that they already know everything. Anyway, because you know sapphires, they can see the future. So there's no future, possible future that they get divorced. Anywho. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's probably been long enough of a discussion. It's probably been like an hour. I don't have a timer on here, but it's probably been like an hour and 10 minutes so far,
0: I feel. We're at, we're at an hour and 15. Okay. Yeah. But no. it's okay. We're, we're going to come back to Steven Universe because it was there are a lot of topics in the show that, that are brought forth that we can explore more now that oh, we've yeah. seen it. And as adults versus how we would have seen it as children is very different. Uh-huh. And I think you know it, it, the show grows with you, and I think I like I like that a lot. So we'll come back to Steven Universe. All right. So, so let's get into these our...
1: rants and raves. Sorry, that was our raw reaction for the week.
0: Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> let's um, get into these rants and raves. I don't. You know, we let the, the guest go first if uh, he's got any rants or raves.
0: Uh,
2: a rant and a rave. Let me see. I'll combine it. You don't have Institute. to, but. Oh no! I I can always find one. I'm from New Jersey. I can always find something to yell at. Let's see. I will. This is a rant and a rave, but it's also more of a plea um, for folks who are getting antsy about wanting to get out of the house. I want to say that I feel you. Well, actually, no, I don't feel you. I empathize. <laughs> I, empathize. I Well, not even, I understand and appreciate why you're feeling the like way you are. And I don't mean this in a belittling way. I don't mean this in a way to be, to suggest that black and brown people are ignoring what is being requested, but I don't think that's true. I don't think that we're doing any worse than any other group. I don't think any black or brown folks are doing any worse. And a lot of us have to go out the house because we don't necessarily have the type of jobs or life situations that will allow us to simply stay in the house for extended periods period of time. I appreciate that too. But for the folks who just want to go to play outside, right, and get a haircut or whatever, and do stuff that, yes, is important culturally to us. I get it. But what's more important is if we're trying to be community focused, is think about the people who think about all of us, and that you getting a haircut means that you, your barber, everybody in the barbershop, and everybody that y'all love is at risk. That's what that means. And that Clearly, the government does not care about whether we live or die, which is why they're opening up all the places where Black and Brown folks go. <laughs> That's stuff can open up first, sure.
1: Like the bowling alley, really? Um, <laughs> but, that is, ain't nobody trying to stick their fingers in no balls right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, think, like for
2: real, like thinking about it. Life. But it's just like, like like, <laughs> let's, like, like, just it's like, let's stop and think about Nima and all these other folks, not on some racist tip, like, you know, big mommy to put down the greens or whatever, not not stupid stuff like that. But what I mean is that like, let's really think about this, that we gotta protect our own folks, that, you know, more of us are getting it, more of us are dying from it. And so we need to really look out for our own folks. And the best way to do that is to remain distant, like find other ways to cope, let's talk, let's bitch about how awful it is, or whatever you need to do but let's let's think about this as protecting our own folks and so please 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 my my request in the form of a rant is to stop taking information off of, of the internet and off uh, off of instagram and these fake gurus about 5g or whatever
1: oh my god and, the
3: 5g and, and shit and all, is the all worst
2: all this other stuff and igni- and understand that you probably know someone who is dead already I do. I know several folks who have lost folks already. Oh, everybody's black. I I, I have not heard, I'm sure there is, but everybody who I've known who has died of the virus or virus complications is black or brown. Everybody. And so it's less, I'd love to play some tennis. I'd love to do some deadlifts. But you know what I like more? Being alive. Same. (laughs) And I don't want anybody else who I'm connected with to suffer because I just couldn't stay my ass home.
1: Yeah, I know uh, about two or three people who have actually gotten it. They didn't die from it, but they uh, they got it and they were like, you know, just talking, This normal flu stuff, I feel. Like as far as the symptoms that they explain, like obviously it affects everybody different ways or whatever, but it's not like a myth or anything like that, you know. It's like something that's actually going around and affecting people and they felt very, very terrible. Like they couldn't breathe. Like they just ached all over and all that shit. Like that. So it's like real shit, obviously. But you know, just
2: yeah. It's like look. It's like look around you. Ask around you. Uh, under look. Far be it for me to suggest <laughs> that we should trust the government,
1: especially with <laughs> Trump in the fucking office. But like anyhow. far be it, like please, far be it for me to 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 to
2: recommend that they are trustworthy. However. This is about protecting our folks and right. being in solidarity with folks. And so if we go around doing all the normal shit that we normally do, that's, I mean, I'm just thinking about my general life when I actually do go out of the house once every blue moon, the people who I interact with is a lot of black folks, a lot of queer folks, a lot of the trans folks and all types of other marginalized communities where they intersect or whatever. Do you like, that can run all up, down, and through all of that. And it's history. Done. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So that's the, the mindset. Forget about trying to limit freedoms or whatever. You know what's really limiting of your freedom? Being dead. Death limits your freedom.
1: Unless you don't care, <laughs> then you know, you can just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just deal. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's fine. Like, if we don't... If, if If we aren't smart now, we will... The holidays will be a very lonely time for far too many people. And that may sound kind of scary, spooky, but it's the truth. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's numerous families who have gone, and particularly church families, who have maybe went to a service or gone to choir practice and maybe still meet up. Like, we're not going to do the, the whole big group things, but we're going to go and have our small little Bible study. Boop, ten people there, six people dead. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's not to scare or it's not to be whatever, but it's like this is real, like this this is what's really happening. And someone like me, even with my issues, I mean, well there's no guarantee. But let's assume that I survive. My parents probably wouldn't, you know, like it's it's think about who you're connected to and you don't know who around you is dealing with what. So maybe you'll get it and just have a whatever, but then right. the person next to
1: you It's you all know, of Yeah, it's all about like other people you know not being selfish and you know making sure that you're protecting other people in general like yeah we know you don't care but like you know mm-hmm. there's other people who somebody
2: there's somebody else who has no choice but to leave the house that you're making it works for right and most of those folks are some version of black and brown like you know what i mean and to keep that in mind if that's if that's what gets you staying out, fine
1: well, that's the thing, you know. They're um, they're talking about reopening the country and whatnot, but like the people who are affected the most by it are the people who they're like the the white people. And I will say this because it's true. Whenever I see the pictures on you know the internet, the white people are talking about reopening the internet, but oh, the internet, the country. <laughs> but the people who are most affected by it, because they have to go to work, they're in these quote unquote essential jobs are you know black and brown people who are affected most because they're most exposed by it so like Mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah let's reopen the country but you wanting to get your hair done by you know your hairstylist and your hairstylist is probably a black woman who knows it might be a white woman who don't know what she's doing but anyway you know it's about these essential workers that end up like spreading this to other people in like lower income community communities because these are the people who are working mostly because me like people like me people like christian you know we work from home we don't have to expose ourselves to 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 other people you know so we don't have Mm -hmm. that risk of of catching it and then being you know our immune systems being compromised and all that good stuff so it's like yeah i know you want the country to be reopened but the thing is you have to think more than about yourself because it's not maybe because it's not affecting you, doesn't mean that it's not affecting others. And if we reopen the country, obviously you're probably going to pass this along to somebody else who's on the front line, who most likely is black or brown, and then you're going to end up killing us all. So you know, whatever. I so like you, that meme you know that, that says, no, "Go ahead."
2: I'm sorry. No. Uh, so no. The, thing, other thing that, but the other thing that people aren't really catching on to is that people are still getting sick from other things. Yeah. They're still being born. Cracks are still happening. People are still getting nails shoved up their toes or whatever. Right. And so there are people who also would be just fine who are going to be not or worse if, because everything is over flooded. And so yep. I think that's just, it's just a overall copy. Compre- like, just really think about your health. I know healthcare in this country is like, what, awful, but Terrible. just realize that health is a spectrum and that all of us. Will be at various points on the spectrum until we're up out of here, and that even if even if it's not the virus, maybe you fall down the flight of stairs tomorrow. Maybe <laughs> you get side, you side swiped. Your homegirl, <sighs> you know, or your homegirl that's about to give birth in a week. Maybe there's no place for her now because it's COVID everywhere, and then her energy, yeah, like here. it's just all types of stuff that if you don't understand health and the health system that it's about way more than just the government and some conspiracy. Right. Like, no, people's lives are really, sincerely. like, what if I go, like what if I had too many cupcakes today and went into to a diabetic shock? I, I can't hear
1: with you. Yes, <laughs> like, where, like well, you can't okay. be saved because there's too many people with the Rona I'm taking out the yeah. ER.
2: Well, yeah. Well, and if I go to the ER, then if I don't have it, it's a bigger chance that I am going to get it now. And even if I don't get it, then the place that I need to be to get help is overrun, so I'm not getting the help that I need, and so it's nope. just it's it's big. So just y'all, yeah. please, like everybody, I, just, I just it's, it's rough, it's tough, but yep. hang on, please, <laughs>
1: for everybody.
0: Right. I'm
2: done.
0: <laughs> I got some opinions on that, but I'm gonna leave it right now. It's fine,
1: <laughs> yeah, because we already at whatever over. So let's go.
0: Next um <laughs> do you have any do you have any specific raves that you had
1: raves um I, well not you
0: Verdell, honey oh sorry what about your opinion? Oh, oh a rave um
2: a rave something you happy think, about well in that same vein I'm really happy to see a lot of folks um as much as that is the issue as much as that is the issue I think what's also the issue is that I saw I've seen a lot of people do the work to try to say hey we know what the deal is and encouraging folks like there are some who are doing it in a bad way but there are also some that are doing it in a more sensitive i think kind way like saying hey y'all don't fall for the okey-doke like we still gotta do this to keep ourselves safe and our folks safe and let and people raising money for groceries and stuff just just doing things to help to help people to stay in place when possible and i've seen a lot of that and I really, I'm raving about that. Because it's like saying, hey, look, it's not just telling people not to do something, it's actually making it easier for them to do the thing that you want them to do, which is like, I don't know, organizing 101. Um, if you want someone to do something, make it easy for them to do it.
1: Um, can I, can I <laughs> rant, can I can rant can. for like two seconds about that, though? Sure. Because like celebrities who are doing this, like trying to raise money, why can't celebrities just like donate their own money? Just give it, right? It's just like, give
2: yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a billionaire, I, so please
1: give $20. I, I am them. so tired of these bored celebrities <laughs> doing Instagram lives, talking about I'm raising money, and they out here just because they just want to show their face. No, I know you out here just, like, performing just because you want to be like, oh, look at me, I'm still relevant, blah, blah, blah. No, just give your motherfucking money or admit that you just out here because you are bored and you just want to show your face. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all i hate it i hate it i'm tired of these bored celebrities anywho sorry i didn't mean to hijack
0: i mean they're regular people too so
1: well guess what they got thousands and millions of followers and they probably have a whole bunch of people who be texting them all day talk to your text friends we don't want to see you
2: i'm just happy I'm, to see a lot of a lot of black and brown folks when they're encouraging folks to say on that it's often not rooted in y'all making bad choices and y'all gotta <laughs> stop eating the hog mar or whatever <laughs> stuff, that, stuff, stuff that in the right context on an individual basis may be applicable but doesn't address when it's like a society-wide issue it's just saying that somehow that black people behave worse and probably will behave worse which just isn't true it's like hey stay home please stay home um let's do this or hey, let's not fall for the okie doke, or just finding ways to to make it easier for folks to stay home, you know, people having the DJ stuff on Instagram and the whatever's and this, like that's what I'm raving about. Like people really um demonstrating what it looks like to get people to keep people together enough to move them in a direction. Um I hope that people kind of realize that and take that hold of that beyond this. Um for the future. And so, yeah, that's what I'm raving about. Just the, the creativity and the constructive way that I've seen a lot of people really try to get folks to stay in place.
1: Boom. Now I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you go. You're your turn, Christian.
0: Um, let's see. I want to rave about um, the Xbox Game Pass. especially these things. I have, I'm having so much fun with all these games that I don't have to individually play for, play, uh, pay for. Um, Two Point Hospital is so much fun. Kingdom Wait, Hearts 3 what? is
1: great. What? Hospital? You got a hospital game? Two
0: Point Hospital. You basically like, you basically create your own, like you're a, it's a hospital management simulator.
3: Oh, wow.
0: Why? For Xbox? <laughs> it's, it's for, I think it's on PlayStation 2. Oh. But it like, it's like, it's really, really cartoony. They have, um they have this disease called the Jess disease or Jess for Last or something like that.
1: Is that like Rona?
0: No. It's <laughs> like, a, um, it turns people into clowns.
1: Oh. And you oh. have to eat. So it's basically what I got now, you know. And I'm sure, just a, a clown hollering at all these men out here <laughs> just I'm joking anyway keep going yeah that was a bad joke but yeah go. I know anyway go fine sorry
0: um but yeah it's that's fun I, I downloaded kingdom hearts near automata um there's a the power rangers fighting game that looks okay portal bridge builder looks fun so I'm, I'm very much excited about these because it's great. Um ranting about have a rant. Oh, um I I don't necessarily have a bunch of sympathy for the people that are injecting themselves with Clorox <laughs> or Lysol or anything like that. The bottles clearly say do not ingest. It is dangerous. It is poisonous to your health. I understand that you're scared and that you're fearful for your life, but being dangerous is not any smarter. It's not going to get you outside any faster if you're dead. That's stupid. (laughs) Um, Also, the fact that they want to reopen, um, they want to reopen things. The business owners don't want to reopen until everything is safe. So why you can open them and say that we can be open, but a lot of them aren't opening still because they're like, well, for what? If it's not safe for our employees to go outside, why do you think that we want to open the hair salon? When if you're, you know, the the governor can say we we're gonna reopen, but if the business owners don't want to reopen, they're not gonna reopen. So y'all need to calm the fuck down.
1: I think it might be because of like unemployment. Cause I don't know. I I can't I can't remember exactly why people are trying to save money, but the root of it is capitalism.
2: They oh, yeah. want to, it's, it's, it's unemployment. That. They don't want people because they, so I mean, you all know how unemployment works. If you refuse work, then you get booted off.
3: Yeah, you can't so, get it.
2: Yeah. Even though it's for valid reasons why somebody would not want to go to work, if you open everything up, then you don't have to give people, you can argue and say, well, your place of employment is open and you didn't go back. So, no un- unemployment for you,
1: yeah, they can fire you like you know at will, unemployment blah blah blah, whatever, and most like, like, yeah.
0: aren't but the thing is, most states aren't complaining about that, they're actually complaining that they don't have enough unemployment because the federal government won't actually do anything they they've created all these laws without any thought to how it's going to be implemented um, they're not i think it it, it just exacerbates the issues behind the fact that we have poor leadership at every level. It's not just the president, because without Congress, he can't do anything. Essentially, he Mm -hmm. cannot do anything. Um, Without the Supreme Court agreeing to the things that he does, he cannot do anything. So Mm -hmm. we have checks and balances in place. They are not being followed because
1: everybody's playing the game.
0: Yeah. So It's also that local leaders who are voted in are doing a terrible job. They're creating roadblocks for people to be able to be successful. They're not voting in the interest of the actual people of their states. They're voting in the interest of their own pockets, and that's what needs to be addressed. Um, And people need to get, I think if people would understand that, we'd be in a much better place as well. That the issue is not so much that you are in the house it's the fact that you, your, your state's leadership, your town's leadership, county leadership is not trying to help you.
1: Mhm.
0: So yeah. They're gonna, a, I, these I, are I,
1: things we know. I want people to,
0: you know, go take a civics lesson or something. <laughs> Read a book, some shit. I don't know. To be honest,
1: <laughs> I, that was my worst subject in school, but obviously I keep up with it because it affects me directly. So even though you don't care about it, you should probably at least be aware and understand yeah. what's going on.
0: Cuz it impacts people him. don't they think they think that the president is the like ultimate leader in the country and he's like he doesn't have that much power without the rest of Congress or without Congress and um the Supreme Court and they right. don't seem to understand that.
2: Even if Well you, and even that's if, even if your favor gets in, if you still can't do it, they still can't do anything if the congress everybody else is against them so it doesn't even even if you get your favorite person in there if congress isn't what it needs to be ain't nothing happening
0: and i mean it's just like the people that complained about well obama didn't do this obama didn't do that
1: exactly you also didn't have
0: most congress um most previous congresses did not react in the same way that they react with president obama was Obama the greatest president that we've ever had? Absolutely not.
1: I still don't think there's a such thing as like the greatest president. All the presidents. No, there isn't.
0: There might like, be.
1: There's there's yeah. criticisms there's, for each person who has been in the White House. Like there's like no sense of somebody who did an amazing job. So fuck y'all on that.
2: I mean, I I think he's definitely one of the more competent ones. Sometimes, like if you were to have a job description of president, whether it's something you would all agree with or not, I definitely think he'd rank high up there. Uh, um, but that doesn't necessarily I agree with a lot of what he did and didn't do, frankly. Right. But I think that in terms of like, could this person do the job? Absolutely. Right. Uh, was very, very, and, and that, that there's no um, issue there. But like, um, I even with Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I feel like Obama was a very good transition president as far as us going into, like, the other direction to where we are at right now. He was a good transition president. But, you know, we, we've set ourselves back, so.
2: Well, I think that um, historically, every time there was a even a perceived advance, there's been a backlash. Um, I think, I mean, of course, hindsight is always easy, right? But right when obama came to the fore everybody was like well it's over now right everything is going to be better it's like the white people idea. did well i mean a lot of a lot of black folks too a lot of black folks were like that and it was just the idea that well now we've gotten over this hump are we in a post racial america even all the while even while he's in the white house he's getting death threats and people are burning effigies of him but it was just idea that and and he helped with the idea of hope and change. And yes, we can. Obama was very good about talking about ho- hope and aspirations in ways that his choices did not always support, <laughs> to put it, uh, to be nice about it.
3: Mm-hmm. But I also
2: yeah. think that um, he and a lot of others Refuse to acknowledge the reality of what the Republican Party is. That it was a much of, I mean, I could say so much more <laughs> about that, but I think right. It's the idea of maintaining civility when the Republican Party wants to win at all costs. They do not care about being civil. They do not care about playing fair. They don't care about playing by the rules. They do not care. And when huh. you are playing with somebody like that, you cannot try to be nice to them. You cannot yeah. try to, There, are, the, the reality is there are like the idea of maintaining political norms. There is none. If there were some, we, Trump they wouldn't have picked Trump so overwhelmingly.
3: Right. They wouldn't have
2: gotten the line so easily the Republican Party. And yeah. so I think that, among others, that is a major critical, I would say, the major critical failing with him and other people. It wasn't just Obama who felt that way, but just the, that class in general really underestimates the fury and the kind of animated religious racist fury that these folks have used to gain power and because of that they think that appealing to their better better angels is little work when in reality they have no angels right <laughs> there are none and i think i mean i think there's also that you can debate but i think that right there is just the critical thing is that he played maybe i think they played too nice and these people demonstrated time and time again that you cannot play nice and that's kind of why we are the way we are it's like oh i mean not the only reason not the only reason for sure but it's like we have to stick together and we have to compromise and sure i mean yes everybody has to compromise but a compromise is Do you want the minimum wage to be, do we want to raise it right now to 13 or 15? Not should we have gay marriage or not gay marriage. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like we're talking about a different, a compromise of degree is one thing, but it was always a compromise on principle or on promises where it's like, well, look, they're none of you could, they are not compromising at all um when they get the chance to run the debt they don't compromise they just move it and our side does not do that we want to we automatically assume that we have to hedge our debt. um and republicans don't do that it's like oh we don't want any immigrants and so that's what we're going to do
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all they focus on the whole time it's just that's it
2: yeah but, but we don't do that we have to say well we want people to have more snap benefit all right. We want them to really have $300 a month, but we're going to start the bidding at like maybe 150 because there's somebody in Wyoming <laughs> no. who doesn't
1: want it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all that was right. a
2: huge tangent. We're back. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, I
1: was about to say I might have to cut <laughs> all of that out unless, you know, actually, I'll check some stats on the old episodes and see how much people listen. But anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're back. Sorry.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. We're never inviting you back to the episode, the, the show. No.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is Malcolm's fault. So you know, why we can't, we can't exclude her from the show? Huh? Why? Why is it my fault? I don't know. Because it's fun to blame you. I don't
1: know. Uh Anyway, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need to actually rant because I'm, mine is all very like localized and just selfish and stuff. So you know, that's all. Just I got that he
0: can't get no dick.
1: Oh uh, well, no. No, ain't nobody even wanting no dick, but no, I just, I, I, I'm mad the fa- at the fact that Metro has shut down the silver line for a whole, the whole summer. And that's how I get to, that's how I get to work. So now I was in the process of trying to sell my car and now I'm reconsidering selling my car and having free parking or well, no parking because I have to get, find some way to get to work. I can take Metro and then take a shuttle to my job, but how are
0: they shutting down the whole silver line? They
1: are shutting down literally literally the whole whole silver line from Memorial Day to Lower Day. Why? (laughs) Because since nobody's riding Metro right now due to coronavirus, and the thing is, okay, yeah, coronavirus is, is, everything shut down specifically because of coronavirus, because of how everything's right now nobody knows about what they're going to do in june nobody knows what they're going to do in july nobody knows what they're going to do in august but metro has taken uh they have taken a whatever i can't remember the word i want to use right now but they've decided to shut down the silver line the rest of the way in order to test for phase two of the silver line going out to dallas because they've already shut down a bit of the orange line to do re, uh, platform reconstruction. So since they're already doing that, they're like, oh, well, let's shut down the Silver Line because we need to test out you know, the line going out to the airport out in Dulles. So we're just going to do that. They've literally shut down the Silver Line completely, completely shut down the Silver Line and ended service at Boston. So now, I have to but take But that only Boston affects
0: you until, and, unless they open it.
1: Well, the thing is, I no, they're not going to open it until after September seven. It's shut down until September seven, and then if, they
0: can always change that. It's not like it's absolutely said so they'll never open it.
1: I'm mad about it, regardless. <laughs> so, it's te, ten um, tentatively, tentatively anyway. It's shut down until September seven and they're running a shuttle from boston to the rest of the silver line stops but the shuttles are so fucking terrible that i refuse to even take them so i sent my boss an email and i was just like hey can i work from home until september 7th even though you know the restrictions might be lifted before then and obviously my boss was like no you got to come into the office so
0: why do you need to come to the office if you can do your job
1: from home? Exactly, I've done it for that's a month and a guys. half already.
0: <laughs> you know, what? yeah. That that's the other part. It's like people are going to start missing that. It's like,
2: okay, like clearly we don't. I don't have to be there to do this. So why can't I do
1: this from here? Like people who don't, because they want to have control. Can... The and the funny thing is, my boss doesn't even work in my office. My boss is in fucking California. So why the fuck why does was, he care? I
0: wouldn't even take
1: exactly. Why would... Exactly.
2: People <laughs> that don't offer remote work from now on, like it's over. It's they're they're canceled
1: because they, and, unless
2: it's a job that you can't do from home, it's canceled. It's like because you do it they just want to
1: be able to control you. They just want to be like able to be like, no, we need to be in the office because we have to be able to see your face. Well, bitch, you don't see my face anyway, so why the fuck do I have to be in the office?
2: Because it's there... I'm gonna say this wrong. Uh, if some the reasons why were told to me, I'm gonna i know when i'm saying this wrong but i know a good <laughs> portion of it is at least close to what they meant that uh, for depending on the type of building one it's about having butts seats. and seats right. so it's a way to say that this place has people in it to write off the expense in some sort of way but yeah. well, also it's a very antiquated way of viewing work like pe- like the way that work is structured in this place is this idea that employees need to be monitored. Even if that monitoring is a redundancy or an extra expensive job, it's not the idea that work can be done independently, it's even against all logic, it's just not there. It's like it's this idea that we can't do work unless we you see people. It's like it's the idea that people are left on their own devices that people basically will not do what they said that they do. Even though, if in my opinion, if you're doing remote work, it's easier to see we don't have this together
1: because exactly because all you, you have can literally is your see work. what's going on exactly like
2: yeah like all you have is your work you can't bullshit through it you can't I mean yeah you have meetings when you're at Zoom but you don't have water cooler conversations you don't have those right. random things that happen it's just that and so
1: even you have only, it or you don't right and the only like uh, clues of them working is that that you see them when you're in the office when you're not in the office the clues that people are working are you know emails that are sent out um things that are are done and sent to you as far as like files and documents like you can actually see that information being done and sent to you so why the fuck does it matter if i'm in the office if i'm productive like that's the thing like Mm -hmm. a lot of
0: it a lot of the excuse is the fact that they need to just i know in the government they have to justify having the building because if people aren't work, they reduced a lot of telework for a lot of agencies because it was a waste of money to have the office but no people in it. Mm-hmm. So that is in some cases why they are reducing it. But you don't have to. I don't understand the idea where the jobs are like, well, there cannot be telework. It's like, but if I was doing this job from home. There's no reason why I have to be in the office.
1: Right. And it's not even like it's permanent either. It's just like, hey, until September 7th, because literally my stop is off of the silver line and the complete silver line is, is gone for the whole summer. So it's not like I'm saying, hey, I want to work from home for the rest of my life. No, I just want to work from home until September 7th, whenever they decide to open the silver line back. And that's it he's like well you can take the shuttle right yeah the shuttle is fine but guess what the silver line houses one of the most like employee packed businesses in northern virginia as far as the dc area
3: mm-hmm. there are
1: so many people that ride the silver line to get to their job the the fucking shuttles are not going to be able to handle how many people that are riding that. Like, it's going to take me two hours to get to work, I'm sure. Because each shuttle doesn't go directly to another stop. It goes through every single stop on the route. No,
0: so they, I'm don't. Like, they don't. They go to specific stops.
1: Not the ones when they do for the red, the red line. Yeah, they do. Well, the last few times for the red line, they went through each stop. What shuttle northern- were you riding? The regular metro shuttle. It went That's literally. Not- so What's they shut regular it. regular metro shuttle? They shut it down at Fort Todd, and then that went literally to Silver Spring. Then it went to Forest Glen. Then it went to.
0: No, they have a they have a shuttle for each stop.
2: Yeah, sometimes they have the express shuttle too. Like sometimes
0: so if they have a have... stop at every stop, and sometimes so... one that will go
1: straight through. Okay, so if they when, have when,
0: whenever I've had to ride the whenever I had to go, whenever they shut it down on the weekend, and I had to go to the gym or something, uh huh. If they shut it down, I it would stop. At Fort Totten, and there would be three different buses, four different buses, right? One that went to Silver Spring, one to Tacoma, mm-hmm. one to Silver Spring, one to Forest Glen, one to Wheaton, and one to. Um, right. So there's one for each stop.
1: The last two times I rode it, it, it went to each stop. Oh, Literally. I've never had like, that happen. Yeah. And that's why I've I've sworn off shuttles.
2: It depends on which one you get on. That's been my experience. Some sometimes it's like they have, the, sometimes if they have enough foresight, they'll have one that stops at every stop, the every stop, and then one that stops, that one that's an uh, Like
1: specific, yeah. yeah. Well, and okay. So if, that, if, if that's the case, I'm not that mad about it. But we, we'll have to figure it out because I'm still so. But going to work. It's yeah, still oh, gonna be a mess. Yeah, oh, of course. Because uh,
0: no, I went, I rode the damn shuttle, and it took me an hour and a half to get to the fucking gym. I was like, this is not worth it.
1: Right, exactly. It's not. It's because not even if like it goes directly to
0: like they wait so long. And
1: that then you have like, to don't worry about traffic. Go anymore. Yeah, traffic, then you got traffic lights, then like all that shit. Yeah. So it no wasn't
0: traffic. It was just waiting for the shuttle to like pack up leave. <laughs> yeah. and leave. Like, yeah, so that's I, I wanna go.
3: That's my I mean rant I was, rant for that's a, because week. a
0: lot I mean, so
2: much of work is based on the idea that it's the time that you put in and that's the product that you produce.
1: Trust and me, so I've been like, working way more now than i've ever been like literally have put in five hours of work over the last two days and it's the fucking weekend and i'm just like why the fuck but anyway go ahead
0: no i haven't i i um i do the same if not less work but that's only because i would do well i do the same amount i would do in the office except now i
1: now you don't, don't have, have to dressed for it
0: <laughs> i don't have to work
1: be dressed for it.
0: <laughs> no, I don't at all, and I don't be.
1: Uh, you're a mess. Anywho, all right. So we need to end this. This is like two hours going on right now. So, is all that right. it? I don't have any raves. It's just the rant that lasted for thirty minutes? I'm sure.
0: <laughs> um, I'm, so I I'm a little.
1: I'm a little drunk. I think I've drank a little bit too much today. So
0: you're a little drunk. Are we surprised? <laughs>
1: Anywho, if y'all trying to hit us up, send us any, uh, topics, ideas, nudes, uh, be sure to hit us up at themixreactions@gmail.com at Thanks for Verdell for, uh, joining in on the show today. Verdell, if you'd like to share your social media contacts again, I don't know if you did it the first time, but...
2: Oh, I'm not really doing my social
0: media for a following right now, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's nothing there.
1: You don't even want no news though?
0: just saying. no he has a boyfriend he has all the news I mean,
2: he needs yeah oh. there's so many news I don't I don't I, we're not we're not no new news, we, I have, I have so
1: news. <laughs> no open relationship no, nudes. <laughs> no I don't it's I,
2: I have access to all the nakedness that I want in a oh. moment of, all you know right. so thanks for all the right. offer
1: cool cool alright so that's our email themixedreactions at gmail.com if you want to hit us up on Instagram it's uh, Mixed reactions podcast, and then on the Twitter it's m i x d underscore reactions obviously you know you can hit me up at Darnell's Journey anywhere and then you can hit up Christian at boy 24 is there anything else
0: I think I'm good
1: for me being a little tipsy I did that shit a little bit too good
0: uh sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are skilled i am very skilled you're Anywho.
0: functioning that's that's what we appreciate
1: i don't know functioning alcoholic is not a good thing to put on the resume. just saying
0: uh, so, you don't put it on your resume <laughs> but we know who you are so it's okay
1: all right guys talk to you later Bye. All right. bye <laughs>